If I roll off the stage, it'll get exciting. <laughs> Deborah and I are really glad to be back in Southern California. We'll be here a few weeks and um, working with some different churches and getting some rest. Uh, Deborah and I met in Los Angeles a long time ago. I, uh, we worked in student ministry out here. In due time, the Lord led to Fort Worth to do graduate school. And then uh, we thought we'd be back here in a couple of years. And instead, we spent our life there. It's been a good place, except during the summer. We left about 103, and it's supposed to get warm after that. So uh, you guys are familiar with the idea of stuff that's expensive, really valuable. I'd like to explore that with you this morning. I'd like to talk to you about... The phrase beyond measure. Beyond measure means, of course, that you you can't measure it. There's just too much of it. It's too big, too heavy, too large, too something. Yeah, you can't measure it. You know, the ocean is sort of like that. Something beyond measure. Now, we're used to measuring things, particularly in our society. I'd like to think particularly about stuff that's valuable, stuff that's just Blows you out how much it's worth. I'd like to show you some expensive things. Uh, here's one. This is a very nice ruby. Uh, recently, the most expensive ruby ever sold. Sold. It was um, uh, a several carat ruby. The price was over three million bucks, over three and a half million for one little stone. I. Uh, 425000 about per carat. Now, that, yeah, that's not long carrots that are orange. That's stone carrots. Never, Deborah and I got married. Uh, we had a lot of money, so her wedding ring had a diamond in it that was one-tenth of a carat. <laughs> but it was a nice diamond. <laughs> Let me show you, show you another stone that has a lot of value. This is a hope diamond, very famous thing. Uh, this thing right now has an estimated value between 200 million, 250 million bucks. Uh, it again is a huge diamond. It's about five and a half million per carat. Even my tenth of a carat at that price would have been a nice diamond. I, <laughs> uh, it's a lot of money, 250 million bucks. It's not the kind of thing you want to wear downtown. Uh, let me show you something else that's very expensive. You know this guy? Bill Gates. There's a clock that estimates his current wealth. Uh, Friday, he was worth, oh, several billion. 62.1, almost 62.2 billion. That's a lot of money. As a matter of fact, I think it's several tons, hundreds of tons, maybe a hundred tons. Of dollar of hundred dollar bills. If you took a stack of one dollar bills and you stacked up a billion, it would actually reach to the moon from the earth. That's a long way. A lot of money. Let me show you something that's got more money. You know what this is? It's featured in an old James Bond movie. It's Fort Knox. 
Above ground, not a very impressive building. Below ground, a massive gold repository. Uh, May 15 this year, the estimated worth was 228 billion, million, I'm sorry, billion, 228 billion. That's a lot of gold. A lot of times people talk about Fort Knox, and they're, that, that's sort of a, a parable for just incredible riches and security. A lot of money. What what makes something, whether, whether it's a ruby or the Hope Diamond or Bill Gates Holdings or Fort Knox or any, any of a number of other things, what, what makes something valuable? What is it? Well, whenever you dig down into the concept, of course, one thing is it costs so much or they've got so much money. Whenever you dig down into it, what you find at the bottom is this, usefulness. Something that's really valuable is really, really useful. It it gives you great use or great service. A valuable employee is someone who gives great service to the boss. Uh, A valuable diamond well, a diamond is not really that you, you can't eat them. A diamond sandwich is just not good. But you can trade it for money, and money is quite useful. Uh, this this is the the use of money. It op- money opens up the doors to good things. Money itself is just a neutral thing. It's neither bad nor good. The Bible says the love of it is evil, source of all kinds of evil, because once you love it, you'll do anything for it. But money itself, it's good stuff. It's neither neither moral nor immoral. Uh, and it's very, very useful. Of course, it can also get you killed. But it has great use. Uh, you see, we would like a life of a certain kind. I mean, all of us would. We'd like a life that's happy. You know what happy means? It doesn't mean blissed out. You're just... <gasps> All the time, uh, in some kind of transcendent realm. If you are, you know, wake up, smell a coffee, go down to Starbucks, wake up. This is a real world. Happy, it, it means you, you have a sense of well-being. You know, it's good. Life is good. And you're content. You know, you, you don't need more. You're happy. Well-being and contentment. We'd like a life that's well-being and content. Those kinds of things we think about are things that are pleasing. We'd like a life that's pleasing rather than displeasing. Uh, we'd like a life that's oh, delightful to the senses. We'd rather live in a pretty place. We'd rather live with a beautiful view. We'd rather live uh, with nicer furniture. We'd rather live with a place didn't stink. It just really helped. You know, we, we, we would like it nice, to delightful to the senses. Uh, convenient. Easier. If it's more difficult to live in, you really don't want that. We'd like a life that's more convenient. We don't want to have to walk 60 miles to work every day. We'd like to be able to ride or, or live close. Uh, we like a life that's interesting. Very easy, particularly in our time today, just to get bored. Kids, I'm bored. Well, I'm not sure why, but we, we don't want to be bored. We want some interesting things going on. I mean, don't you? You want to sit around and just stare at flies on the wall all the time? No. We'd rather live an interesting life. Um, We'd like people to treat us with regard and respect. They show respect. They have a regard for us. They care. 
for some reason they care about us. Uh, we'd like a life that's secure. You know, you look at the future and think, you, you can pretty well predict things are going to be okay. If things are really risky right now or you're in a high-risk area, life's not that good. Um, a longer life. It would be wonderful to have all this stuff for years. Very few of us want it for a moment and then we're dead. You know, we'd like to have a life that stretches out like this. All of us want this. The question is, how do you come up with that? Now, the usual answer is money and fame. Well, if you just have enough money. See, money is useful. Money can buy you pretty places. Money can, money can even buy you people that will say you're great and act like you are. Now, money, money can make life very interesting, at least for a while. Money can make life very convenient, much easier. Money, you see, money is something that makes a lot of sense to us. That's what's going to do it. And, of course, fame, if you're famous and you have money, then people do treat you with respect. Uh, and they act like they regard you. And then money, pay for good medical care, you can get a longer life out of it. You know, money makes sense. Money and fame. However, Hollywood proves that that answer is not adequate. If money and fame would do it, and beauty, Hollywood would be the happiest place on earth. Disneyland would have to move over. <laughs> now, Hollywood is an interesting place. That's what the tabloids are about. It's about people's lives falling apart. So how do you come up with this? How do you come up with these things that seem like they make us happy? What, what if I could sell you something today? What if I could sell you something today that's more valuable than the Hope Diamond? 250 million bucks. What if I could sell you something today that's more valuable than all the gold in Fort Knox? 228 billion. Make Bill Gates look like a poor kid. What if I could sell you something that would open up a longer life to you? What if I, what if I could sell you something that gives you the ability, uh, just a capacity, to grow wise kids? And your kids would grow up wise, not rather idiotic. You know, I, I watch, I worked with people for 40 years, going into 41 now, and I watch family after family after family. Uh, who sort of modestly walk with God, raise kids who've been severe disappointments. What if you had something that would give you the ability to raise wise kids? Not a total guarantee, but like 96%. You have to factor in the fact that it is us raising them. Uh, what if I could, what if I could give you something, or sell you something that would enable you to make decisions, I mean, really good decisions in the long haul that would bring you long-term wealth? I don't mean as rich as Bill Gates. Actually, almost everyone in our society is richer than the rest of the rest of the world. But, I mean, the wealth is an abundance of good things, of valuable things. But it could bring you long-term wealth. It'll bring you honor. Other people would actually respect you. I mean, really. Not just because you had money, but I could, I could give you this and you'd have respect. How about satisfaction and contentment? You like the life you have? And it's good. You don't need a whole lot. What if I could sell you that today? 
What if we're running a special? Summer special. And for today only, you can buy it. What do you want to buy? If you had the money, of course. What do you want to buy? It turns out to be relatively free. You know what's more valuable than Fort Knox? Wisdom. Wisdom. Now, wisdom is a term dropped out of our society a lot of years ago. We just don't talk about that anymore. Uh, there are different kinds of wisdom. There's wisdom dealing with military issues. There's wisdom dealing with finances. Uh, wisdom in dealing uh, with criminal issues. We have, have a lot of detective shows of different kinds about guys who have unusual perception dealing with detection of crime. And uh, we, there are different kinds of wisdoms at a practical level. But in, in the Bible, there's actually a wisdom that is able to deal with a broad range of life. Now, if, you, if you're here and you've committed your life to Jesus Christ, you've taken a first step toward it, but you do not automatically get wisdom by yielding your life to Christ. We'll talk about that in a second. It's wisdom. This is what Proverbs says. Blessed is a man who finds wisdom. Blessed. That means happy, content, and life is good. Who gains understanding. She, personifying wisdom as she, is more precious than rubies. Remember that ruby? Better than diamonds. Rubies were the diamond of the time that this was written. She's more precious than rubies. Nothing you desire can compare with her. Now, can you believe that? I mean, you could desire Fort Knox, right? Even Fort Knox can't compare with her. That's hard to believe, Right? Now, we know what money does. Nothing you desire can compare with her. Why, why is wisdom more valuable than Fort Knox? It's more useful. Wisdom is more useful. Remember, value, use. Valuable, useful. Wisdom is more useful. As a matter of fact, there's a verse. We don't have it on the screen for you. Uh, it says that money will protect your life if you're kidnapped, but wisdom will save your life, period. Uh, wisdom is more profitable than silver. It yields better return than gold. Gold is a pretty good price right now. Uh, it's more useful. Why is wisdom more useful? Because it rewards you. There's a reward if you have wisdom. It keeps on paying like, like long-term interest that's already paying off. Uh, Proverbs 9.12, if you are wise, your wisdom will reward you. Like I said, since 1970, I've been working with people. And I have seen this true. And the opposite true. Uh, if, you, if you are wise, your wisdom will reward you. If you're a mocker, if you laugh at wisdom, you've got to pay a price. Usually it takes about 15 years. 15, 20 years to pay the price. But it happens. Wisdom can produce a lot of good things in life. This, these are the things that the Bible says will come to you over time. They don't happen immediately. As a matter of fact, you don't become wise immediately. But these will grow with wisdom. Uh, enduring wealth. And abundance. Wealth is an abundance of good things. It doesn't mean billions and billions and billions. That would be a lot of good things. But you you got plenty. Wealth. An abundance of wealth and 
With me are riches and honor, enduring wealth and prosperity. My fruit is better than fine gold. What I yield surpasses choice silver. I walk in the ways of righteousness. Clue. Righteousness. Along the paths of justice. Clue. Justice. And we're not going to dig into all that wisdom is, but this is some clues. Uh, that will come in other messages before you. Uh, bestowing wealth on those who love me. Making their treasuries full. Bestowing wealth on anybody that just happens to buy, right? No. Bestowing wealth on people that think about me a couple of times a year, right? No. Bestowing wealth on people that, well, every now and then they read something in the Bible. No. Those who love me. Love has to do with priority in your life. We'll talk a little more about that. I, wisdom gives long life and honor. You want respect? Long life's in her right hand, and her left hand are riches and honor. Hard to believe. Now, if you had Bill, Bill Gates' wealth in hand, you know you'd have riches and honor. You can see that. This is a challenge to vision on your part. Can you see it? Safety. He walks, he trusts himself as a fool. He walks in wisdom is kept safe. I've watched this. I've watched my friends who are in business, close friends. I've watched them make the hard, hard choices to do what is wise rather than what would result in immediate gain. And I've seen God preserve them. I've watched others walk against it and lose a million dollars. Now, again, this, this is not the guy who just goes to church every week. This is someone who's decided to love this stuff. Uh, bright future. Eat honey, my son. It's good. They didn't have, you know, foster freeze this time. But <laughs> Eat honey. It's good. Honey from the comb is sweet to your taste. Know also that wisdom is sweet to your soul. Well, this will be good if you can get a hold of it. Uh, if you find it, big if. There's a future for you. And your hope will not be cut off. Hope is that upbeat look at the future that we all wish we could have. It won't, it won't be cut off. A life of peace and good things. Her ways are pleasant ways. Pleasant, pleasing. Pleasing is good. Uh, very often, you can walk in pleasant ways amid horrendous conflict. I know, I've experienced it. And I've seen people do it. Doesn't mean the conflict suddenly ceases. You walk in and people say, here's the wise man. Let's all quiet down. No, but you know how to, you will understand how to pick a path amid the trouble and walk through scary times and have peace. Uh, peace and good things. Her ways are pleasant ways. All her paths are peace. She's a tree of life. A tree of life is something that keeps on producing, like like you got, you know, just really good stock. It just keeps on producing money. A tree of life keeps on producing life for you, not dry things, not not just kind of discouragement. Life, stuff that springs up that's good. Life isn't perfect, but it is life is not not growing death. Uh, she's a tree of life. To those who, he who embraces her, the one who embraces her, grabs her, hugs her. Those who hold, lay hold of her will be blessed. Ability to lead your kids, family, business. 
Uh, counsel and sound judgment of mine. This is wisdom personified in Proverbs chapter 8, the book of the Old Testament. Uh, counsel and sound judgment are mine. I have understanding and power. By me, kings reign. Rulers make laws that are just. And you make laws that are just. You can keep your reign. Uh, by me, princes govern. All the nobles who rule the earth. You want to know, guy, how to lead your family? Here's how. You want to know how to lead a business? Here's how. You'll, you'll discover it here. Whenever you read the best of the business books, they actually read very, very similar to the book of Proverbs in what they say. And when you read books on how to make a lot of money in the shortcut, they also read like the book of Proverbs. But it's the fool side. It's not the wisdom side. Uh, I can, I got books on my shelf at home. I can show you verses in the Bible that say what these big business guys say, the wise ones. The Bible is about real life. So you want to lead? Wife, you want to lead your kids? There's a way to do that. It's not the way that you natively feel. It's very different from that. If the way we natively dealt with life was wise, we'd be deliriously happy. You have to learn this. Wisdom has tremendous benefit. It will reward you. If you have it, it's more valuable than Fort Knox. As a matter of fact, uh, West L.A. is full of very rich people whose kids are a mess. I know some of them. Uh, The West L.A. region is full of very rich people whose lives are just a continuing quest for something to satisfy, and all the money doesn't do it. I led a fellow to Christ. He was 73. He's a Yale lawyer, made a fortune in Los Angeles. He said, I couldn't figure out what was wrong. I was 50 years old. I was drinking the best booze on earth, going to bed with whatever good-looking woman I wanted to. I wasn't happy. I couldn't figure it out. He said, no, no, because that's not where happiness is. He began a very, very different life. Still life, really enjoying it. Towering above all man-made ideas, towering above all earthly treasures, is this wisdom thing. Now, again, our society does not believe this. Wisdom is, you know, that's useful if you're in academia. Uh, Or there's an international crisis and you bring those guys in and they tell you things. But wisdom in dealing with life, we go to counselors whenever we're having real struggles, and we get some help. But once you study, once you study most counseling, you understand it's not biblical wisdom. I want to I want to challenge you this morning. Devote yourself to learn wisdom. Devote. The word is devote. Now, devote means this becomes a key focus for you. Again, you need to first understand how to walk with Jesus Christ. Uh, If you will, it will be a tremendous help to you. This is where a turn begins toward wisdom. But once you come to Jesus Christ, let me tell you about you, my friend. You are filled with unproductive ideas and perspectives. Your value system is upside down. That's why you and your wife argue. Because... She's got her value system. You got your value system, and she wants something that you want, and she's going to get it. And so here we go. 
Uh, we train our kids how to live like we live, how to make the same kind of choices we do, and they're not really productive for the most part. Um, you you have enough sense to get a job and keep a job, thank the Lord. Uh, you have enough sense to where you can get through the day pretty well. Uh, God gives us a measure of, of good sense just out of grace. But my friend, if you will learn God's take on things, wisdom basically is this. It's God's way to do life. That, that's a simple statement, but it's a huge issue. And there's a lot of detail to it. If you'll learn and you begin to operate this way, you will watch life just begin to move a whole lot healthier direction. You will not get immediately wise. <gasps> now you walk in, you walk in the supermarket and you walk out with the best deals and everyone thinks you're great, including the people that you bumped in line. No. Now your kids don't suddenly go, mom and dad. There's no wants. I want to be like that. No, you've got a challenge. Uh, you, you've got to train some people. Uh, you, you've got to take what's in your head, and you've got to turn it into a way to relate to your husband and wife and kids. But, my friend, i watched for 40, more than 40 years, and what the Bible says is true. Those who have followed the Lord... Well, the first wise woman I knew, to my knowledge, met in East L.A., where I lived uh, 40 years ago, 41 years ago. She's a little old lady from northern Mississippi, been in L.A. for 40 years. Uh, She and her husband, he was a blue-collar worker. She had about a third or fourth grade education. She's one of the wisest people I ever met. And she had great respect because she'd been... In Scripture for years, she knew how to live life. Sunday, her dining table would be filled with younger people asking about direction. Didn't have much money, but boy, she wise. If you'd ask her, have you had a good life? She'd said, I wish my husband would have lived longer. But yes, this has been good. So let me let me challenge you. Beyond measure. That's wisdom. God has it all. He's willing to share it with you. And we're having a sale today. I'm offering you something for free that can literally change the shape of your future. But it does have a price, even though it's for free. You must decide to love it. If you're going to love it, it's got to move way up in your priorities. You're going to have to get into the Scripture. You're going to have to get some guidance on how to. Uh, if you just start grab the Bible and start reading through. I did. I bogged down the book called Leviticus. I never could figure that thing out, not for years. About the third, fourth book in. And I was stuck. I just got so weary with all that stuff. There's a whole bunch of legal uh, stuff. Different kinds of books in the Bible. Find out what it says. I think Josh is going to be talking to you about reading through the book of Proverbs. I'd encourage you to do that. But there is a way to approach life that has health to it. It's upside down from what you natively do. There is a way to approach life that works out in the future, even though it doesn't look like it's going to. Why? Because that's the way God runs life. If you attain those things, my friend, your wisdom is growing, and your life will take on a different flavor to it. And if you don't, 
then uh, if you are a follower of Jesus Christ, yeah, you will be with him in glory. Um, yeah, it's just going to be a rocky road between here and there. So I want to challenge you. Uh, Deborah and I, uh, years and years ago, made a commitment to really get into the Scripture and to guide our marriage by it, to guide our life by it. And we've done better and we've done worse. But the long haul, we moved that direction, and it's been a tremendous blessing. Wisdom is supreme. Therefore, get wisdom. Though it costs all you have, get understanding. I say all you have. I mean, that's asking a lot. Of what use is money in the hand of a fool? He has no desire to get wisdom. God actually gives you money to help you get wisdom. It doesn't mean a college education. You can come out of college education extremely foolish. God gives you money to get wisdom. But you have to want it. Blessed is a man who listens to me, who waits daily at my doors, waiting at my doorway. I notice it's uh, watching daily at my doorway, waiting. Doesn't come fast, but it'll be there. Whoever finds me finds life and receives favor from the Lord. Why, why does favor come from God for this? Well, because you're doing the kind of stuff that God blesses. It's not he says, oh, you're a nice kid, I'll bless you. Instead, you're cooperating with him now. Whoever fails to find me harms himself. All who hate me love death. Well, in between love and hate, there's most of us. You want the blessing, take the challenge. Decide in your heart today, I am going to learn this thing. It's going to take you a while. But I'm going to learn. I'm 65. I'm still learning. i still got some time. I'll encourage you. Learn. Pull out, pull out your connection card. On the back side, there's some blanks. If you haven't finished the front side, go ahead and pull it out. Uh, on the back side, there's some blanks related to the next steps. If you're here today and you realize you need to yield your life to Jesus Christ, and if you're not sure, I want you to write yield, or I am, I am yielding. I know what's involved. I'm yielding my life today. Now, I'm starting the journey. I'll write the word yield in that first blank under next steps. Uh, the staff here can get back in touch with you and help you out with, with things. Um, maybe, maybe you'd like to be a part of OCC, the church here. You're not sure how or not sure what all is going on. Write OCC in the second blank if you want information about the church. You'd like somebody to contact you and help you understand what's involved. Uh, in the third blank, if you decide today you'd rather have more than Fort Knox and you intend to devote yourself to pursue God's way of doing things, learn wisdom, then write the word devote in that third one. And along with the offering baskets come by, you can drop the card in. I'd like to lead us in prayer. I have not laid before you a magical path. I've laid before you a very real path. But it's a path that actually leads somewhere. Join me in prayer. Father, thank you for the ability to function in life. Thank you for minds. Thank you for the ability to make decisions. We ask you in Jesus Christ's name that you would show us wisdom. Uh, we've no moments in life when we've done what was really right, and it was prudent and 
things worked out so much better. We also know moments in life when we function more out of our desires and what we want, and we've seen a lot of messes. We ask you, please teach us. Thank you for being willing to walk with us, walk within us, and give instruction. We just praise you for the fact that there is a way forward in Christ Jesus. In his name, amen.